snap, we have a sponsor. I want to be clear, this is a cool sponsor, and you should, you really should just go check them out, like legit. BustedTees.com. They have a huge selection of geeky hats, t-shirts, stickers, and socks. Themes from Star Wars and Star Trek to Harry Potter, Pac-Man, Back to the Future, other video game references, just all kinds of geeky, cool culture. You're definitely going to find something there that speaks to your inner geek. Here's the deal. At checkout, you're going to see a spot to enter a code. Type in my name, that's Jason, followed by the number 25945. That's Jason25945. Get a pretty sweet discount. There's a link over on the website or head over to bustedtees.com and enter Jason25945 at checkout. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. Uh, I'll offer a formal apology, you know, <laughs> and, uh, for a bag of Lucky Charms Ooh. to anyone who's offended. You know. I would like a Actually, bag of Lucky Charms. Yeah. That doesn't sound bad. Uh, I prefer the Walmart off-brand version of Marshmallow Mateys. I would like that, too. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Oh. So come on, now listen to our mixtape. Where's the room? So come on, let us listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape. And now the music finishes. Enjoy your pork chop sandwiches. There comes that moment when you're in the background, like hurriedly trying to get shit done. Because you're like, I want mm-hmm. these things adjusted. And you hear the music yeah. coming to a close. And you're like, do it faster, motherfucker. I got it done right <laughs> at the last second because I am Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt. <laughs> who it. also was trying to make adjustments. <laughs> I couldn't get my mute I had, weird, I had a weird feeling that you might be. <laughs> uh, you were listening to the mixtape. I'm, I'm really hoping you didn't hear me like snapping in the background. No, I, was I did trying not. To test it without, <laughs> I did like, not. Well, okay, it, good. It, it so it must have, I got it to work then. So. Well, you guys are listening to the mixtape podcast, but obviously you already knew that because we come in fucked up all the time and we're doing that again yeah. today. Uh, thanks everybody. Like, seriously, I say this every once in a while here on the show, but we just keep, we'll like be kind of puttering along and all of a sudden we have a huge uptick in listeners and we have recently had a huge uptick in listeners. So, uh, welcome. If you're new to the show, we appreciate it. And I see, uh, recently a lot of people have been going back and listening to some of the early episodes. I'm sorry. Uh, like the real yeah. early ones. Yeah. The audio is pretty bad on those. <laughs> Um, yeah, plus it was that. a different time, so if we said something to offend, just well, no, just well, keep we always say yeah. stuff to offend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Um, yeah, nine times out of ten on the YouTube channel, it just gets bleeped out by me. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I'm also the one who said it. <laughs> it's it's weird, Max. So I've been going back through and making sure, like some of the older episodes, like some of the old ones didn't have we didn't have the website and stuff like that weren't listed on them. So I've been going through and making sure, and like I discovered like. Oh, look, there's the introduction of the slide whistle. And you know, it's funny. You were on. <laughs> Put a timeline on the site. You were on the first episode with the slide whistle. 
Yeah. So, so for yeah, some of our, were. so for some of our new people out there, um, Matt was uh, he joined us a little later. We always wanted Matt on the show, but if you hear mm-hmm. the early episodes, we 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 just were not equipped to have somebody on the show that did not live right by us. Matt lives uh, further away, and uh, we had him yeah. on as a guest. Our first episode with Matt was Fuzz Bucket, our early Twisted Kid, <laughs> and uh, then. We'll, we'll he call came it a on episode. and did the Home Alone episode, which is where the slide whistle was inter- introduced. Yep. Yeah. And, actually, uh, the first episode with the slide whistle got destroyed. This uh, is true. For some, yeah. Yes. It, but, the uh, audio kept cutting in and out, but we didn't know it until we went back to listen. So there was a whole episode. And all we heard was slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I would have released all slide whistle like, all Like, this time. is a bizarre episode. Yeah, it yeah there's just weird pauses and just random slide whistles in there. Just but it's weird. funny. Like, if anybody goes back to listen to some of those early episodes, like, it was a different audio setup. Obviously, for a long time, we had a whole <laughs> a lot. group. Like, we had a whole group of people that were on the show at any given time. And uh, it got a little crazy sometimes. And now we... Uh, Wrestling episode. There were two of those. We did eighties and nineties, yeah. and I think there were uh, four parts to- total. And we had Metal Mikey on the show. Uh, for good friend of the show, Metal Mikey, uh, joined us. And so, yeah, yeah it, it's I, I appreciate that you guys have been listening and going back and listening. Um, you know, to some of the older episodes. It's good to have you guys here. We appreciate every one of you. Uh, Matt mentioned the YouTube channel. We got one of those. So if you get a yeah. moment, go over and check us out there. You can do the. Uh, what is it? The at sign, the mixtape yeah. podcast? At the mixtape podcast, all one word. And uh, that's the easiest way to find us over there on YouTube. Uh, if you're looking, searching just names, it's the mixtape, three words. Uh, but, of course, you can always head to the website, which is uh, themixtapepod.com, and we have the link tree that will take you to all the goodness, and you should check that out. Uh, I do try to put the videos – uh, on the app and on the website. Not always great about it. Well, I say the app. It's actually just the website. I was like, we have an app? Well, it shows Shit. like an app on your phone when you go to the <laughs> site on your phone. Um, and I try to get them up there so you can watch the YouTube stuff through. You can click and it'll link you right over to it as well. But we do videos over there. A lot of our Twisted Kids stuff is there now. Um, so you can go over and check that out. We have a lot of fun doing that stuff. Twisted Kids, Rewind Toys, what we call a very twisted episode, which is where we look at all those very special episodes of sitcoms from back in the day and give our – we get a little <laughs> deep decide in whether or not they should be. Yeah. So we yeah. get a little deep yeah. sometimes, more so than we should. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, but uh, you guys should go check that out. Of course, we are on all the social medias and the link tree and all that's over at the website. So go check us out if you don't mind. Have a listen. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll go ahead and knock it out of the way since I already did all, did all this intro. We usually do it a little later, but – why don't we tell the folks at home, guys, we would love for you to call in to the show. You can write us your podcast at gmail.com and give us your thoughts and opinions there, and we'll read it on the show. Uh, but we would love for you guys to call us. We have a voicemail line. You can leave a voicemail. We will play it on the show. Uh, sing us a song. You're the piano man. We would play that on the show. It doesn't have to be that song, by the way. Yeah. Matt, do you yeah. want to tell the folks at home what our phone number is? Should they want to call us and leave us a voicemail? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, if you'd like to call and leave a voicemail... The number you should call is 513-437-2377, which is also known as 513-HERAD77. Uh, you can call and uh, leave us a juicy little voicemail for you. Juicy. Uh, you know what? Here, I'm going to issue a challenge for everybody. 
I want everybody to call in and give your best Macho Man Randy Savage oh, impression God. on the voicemail. <laughs> I mean, do it. I want that oh, to happen. <laughs> yes. We need you to do it. And if you can't do Randy Savage, pick another impression. Just tell us who it is well, beforehand. If that you've way we listened know. to this show at all, you know that mm-hmm. the worst impressions are our favorite impressions. <laughs> so it doesn't yeah, that's really true. Matter. Yeah. Uh, other things you can do, and we, I fully expect Ace Aceto to call in and give us a Gilbert impression. I would be pretty great, actually. <coughs> uh, well, <coughs> Make it happen, Ace. Come on. One of the yeah. things you guys could be doing, uh, we're going to have some people this week that did it. When we put out some of these shows, we will uh, call out to you guys and ask what you would add to it because Matt creates playlists of all our music episodes that go up on Spotify. Yes, he creates our playlists, and then he creates your playlist whenever we have uh, when we put the call out and we have some this week this week we're going to be talking about um, Kevin threw this one out he wanted to do like some of the best British rock songs from the 90s like who were some of the best British like bands and what song would you put on the playlist so we did what we always do we have we went out and well, we pulled part our- of the reason why I you know came up with this show topic is because last year we have a, a few British listeners yes, and, you know, across yeah, the pond, and do. y'all had a bad year last year. And coming from American, that says a lot. Uh, <laughs> so I just kind of wanted to show some appreciation yeah. to you guys and show a little love from here in the states. Yeah, so. and uh, that's great because these are things we do love. And Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Ireland, and Ireland. Ireland, British yeah. Isles. Apparently, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, the British Isles, which is great because this is an episode of stuff we love. That's exactly what we did. The four or the three of us pulled four songs each that we love, and it's always hard when we do these episodes um, because you inevitably find like, well, okay, I have more than four, which is why we do you know oh, yeah. part twos down the road. But it's like, which one do I bump this time? And you finally will like solidify and make your list. And I swear to God, uh, two days later, you're like, ah, shit. You hear a song. You know, I forgot all about that. But you're like, I got to keep my list. Yeah. Like, I got to keep my list. And I, I don't know if you guys are like me. I like note that shit down somewhere for future. Like, I'll put I, it in my I phone. I try to, yeah. but it's usually in the car while I'm driving. I'm like, ah, damn it. Okay. I got to. I'm trying to remember it. We're getting old. We can't remember those things, Matt. (laughs) Um, But on this one, I put the call out on Twitter and I put the call out on Facebook. And we actually got, um, you know, some of our listeners sent some stuff in too, which we'll talk about towards the end. Uh, We'll tell you what they picked. And then you guys can always write us or call us and tell us what you would put on. And Matt will add those to our listener playlists as you guys send them in. Absolutely. We love getting. Uh, Just a a quick question Did we get any listener suggestions on the uh, worst songs of the 90s playlist uh no but you know what i was bad about that one i, I think people are avoiding that I, one. well i didn't yeah. put the call out so <laughs> let's put the call out now well, hey, tell us what your well, least yeah favorite i'll put it up is. on i'll put yes, it up on the us. socials too the media the, the twitter and the facebooks and we'll we'll yeah let us know yeah. if you listen to that mm-hmm. episode what you thought of our picks and uh Oh, I was told by my wife, um, you guys, that was quite enough. It's acceptable once, but no more Hanson hate on this show. So, Kevin, <laughs> no more Hanson hate on the show. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They were pretty good at rollerblading. Did you though, see so. – did you uh, – if if you guys head over to – did you see what Skiznot put up on the tapeworms page? It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. You yeah. should go over and check that out. Skiznot has been a longtime mm-hmm. listener and is the yeah, uh, wonderful time. human being who created our theme song. And uh, he's we we have a lot a couple, of our music actually. A couple of OG mm-hmm. listeners. Uh, with that being said, I do want to give a call out uh, to the Armchair Booking Podcast. Um, 
talk to talk to them a lot via Twitter, and they do have did did, did give some suggestions for this week's show. And we have added them to the Friends of the Podcast page. You can go over and check out all the Friends of the Podcast over at our website. Please do. There are a bunch of different shows that we we just really appreciate the people and the shows. So please go check those out too. I think we need to get started. I think we need to get started with the music. The music. British British songs from this is hard. British bands, but mm-hmm. we're we're gonna give you one song each. And we're gonna start with Matt this week, and I will tell you that um, the song we're going to kick this whole thing off with, um, I was I was jealous uh, when Matt brought it up. I'm like, damn it, I should have thought of that one myself because what a great song. Um, and I wish I would have added this to my playlist, but that's okay. Matt still gave it to me, and so he's redeeming himself for some of the poor choices he made last week on the worst songs of the 90s. I mean, <laughs> he's giving. I us... make poor choices a lot of times, but sometimes <laughs> they're pretty amazing. Uh, but Matt, this week is giving us, in my opinion, one of the best songs of the nineties. So this is obviously in the meantime by Space Hog uh, from their debut album Resident Alien in 1995. Matt sent this one over and it just like hit me because this yeah, this, this song like a, and this album actually hold kind of a special place in my heart. Yeah, for, for yeah this weird. is sort of like a 90s theme song. It's such you know, a good song. Yeah, pretty oh much. My God. Um, so it samples a song called the Penguin Cafe Orchestra song. Uh, I'm sorry, a song by the Penguin Cafe Orchestra called Telephone and Rubber Band. Uh, the song was released in 1996. Have you ever listened to that? Tell, uh, telephone no. Rubber Band. You should go check it out just to hear. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I, I heard that like years ago, and I went and checked it out just to hear where the samples and stuff were. You should check that out. So this song was released in 1996 as a single, and, and it peaked um, at the top of the U.S. Billboard mainstream rock chart and the U.K. rock chart. Uh, it additionally reached number 32 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Like I said, amazing song, but when I was talking to, uh, to Matt about it the other day, amazing album. Uh, Resident yeah. Alien is a great album, so if you've never checked it out, you should. Um, Royston Langdon, lead singer of Space Hog, um, has said that to him the song is about talking yourself through a difficult situation, talking yourself through your own anxiety, and find, finding a way to get out of your own self-isolation. So it's about, like, telling yourself, like, everything's going to be okay in the meantime, and you need to get yourself out of these situations. And it's a really great song, great album. So you kicked off pretty strong. Do you want to tell the folks at home why you added In the Meantime to your list, Matthew? Uh, Honestly, it's, other than being just a great song, it kind of goes back to, you know, a topic we talked about in the past where, um, I used to play a lot of, you know, music in, in various bands, which will be discussed in the future I'm at some sure. point in time. But uh, <laughs> I started off as a bass player, and the opening bass riff to this song it's great. is just so it's good. really good. And I had that one on repeat trying to learn it, and I never fully did. And, mm. yeah, it's just it, – it still – it became one of those things like, I'll just let the experts handle this one. I'll just – enjoy the song for what it is and just kind of gave up learning how to play it but still just every time it, it comes up on shuffle for me i'm just like all right i'm not yeah. skipping this one why I'm, would I'm you let this play through the lyrics are yeah. so good dude like 
The music is clean. It's I don't know, man. The song is just well put together, in my opinion, and the lyrics just fit yeah. right in with it. So I can't skip it either. It's just one of those songs yeah. that I hear it and I remember and, all over again how much I love it. Like, yeah. And on top of that, it it kind of goes into you know another another thing we've talked about where we're you know you just enjoy a song for what it is and don't really pay too much attention to the lyrics. And then, like as an adult later on, you're like, oh, oh, that's what they're singing about. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I, I hadn't even realized that until you know fairly recently. Yeah. Like what the song is actually about, I was just like, "This is a cool song." Yeah, it's a great song. Mm. You know, yeah. it just seeps seeps into your brain, and you know, I want to I want to say like right before we you. go into it's match great. number two, I, this was one of those weeks where I was putting together everybody's list and just loving it. Like every song yeah. that you guys sent over, I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Last week you hated it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this week I'm like, like oh, no, this Gypsy. song is terrible. I can't wait to talk about no, something other than don't, Crystal Waters. Don't Kevin. Right. Don't Kevin. La Fuck you, Kevin. Oh, better better be careful. We don't want to get a copyright strike from Crystal Waters. I don't really oh, like point. my friends. It's like she's in the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. This week was I was very excited by everything. <laughs> But I will say that, and and not, not none of this in a negative way. Matt's next song, while I was like, "Oh shit, should have picked that band." This is not the song I would have picked, but it's still a great song. So we'll have to find out why you picked this versus versus so many others that you could have picked. So there are a lot of Bush songs you could have picked, and you went with Come Down, which makes sense um, to a degree. This was a huge hit for them. This is uh, released in 1995, third single from 16 Stone, their debut album, which I owned. Great album. Uh, one of their most— I think everybody owned it at some <laughs> point. <laughs> I, pro- I think I still own it, It was actually. a huge album. Yes. I mean, yeah, I, I owned it, and yeah. So this was one of their most commercially successful songs, reaching number one on the Billboard Alternative Songs chart and number two on the Billboard Mainstream Rock charts in 95. Uh, the song also gave them their first American Top 40 hit, reaching number 30 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, Gavin Rosdale wrote the song about his, about an ex-girlfriend stating it was written in the context of half regret, half celebration, and just being objective about the situation com- coming down from that high and dealing with those intense emotions. So why come down uh, out of all the songs off that album or even from Bush in the nineties, why come down for you? Cause for me, it might've been mouth maybe, or, ooh, I don't know. That's tough. Mm-hmm. That's tough. But why, why come down? Well, it also, you know, kind of goes back to, you know, being a bass player. The bass, the bass line in it is really good. And they kind of know, I, I think it's to, you know, let's, let's quote Pink Floyd a little bit. They knew mm. when not to play Fair. and just let, let everything else kind of go. Yes. Um, they're really good about that. Because a lot of, a lot of times like guitar players, <clears throat> uh, guitar players tend to get locked into a solo and they just start playing a little more than they probably should. And this song just kind of like dials that back and mm. becomes kind of like a stripped down song. It is kind of and a then just down like whenever it, it kind of like emphasizes when the guitars and everything yeah, else comes you're, back. You're in. not wrong about that. Like when you, I never really yeah. thought about it that way, but they do that a couple in a few of their songs and you're right. Mm-hmm. It, it does sometimes add to it that they kind of go, all right, now here's where the music, we need to kind of cut it back a little, let the song speak for itself or, 
whatever instrument we you know don't cover it we need to kind of let it play yeah so i never really thought about it but yeah you're not yeah, wrong and it, it has like a, a little like groove that it gets in and just stays in and then it, you know kind of becomes more intense later on um but yeah like i it as far as like that song versus other songs like trust me there was a couple other bush songs i thought about putting on there um everything's in and machine head again were, two great songs were considered yeah but uh, Come Down is just the one that, for whatever reason, like, it's kind of relaxing. It's it is. just a, a really relaxing song. Yeah. You mm. know, yeah. I when, know. when the song came out, you know, anxiety levels of being a teenager and all that, you know. If I'm to be honest. A, like a song to just kind of relax to. Matt's next band is the same way for me. Like, I, again, fantastic song. But like, I, I would have, for the, your next band, for your I would have picked the most, the more obvious song. Because I love it, but Matt didn't. I and I. I don't know. Now, come down is a huge hit for Bush. We won't say that it was like it was huge. It was, but like I was just curious. Like you said, like everything's in. Great song. Like why not pick that? Or, or was so? Was it hard for you to like to 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 choose which Bush song you wanted to go with, or was this just your first? Like yeah, no, it's going to be come down. It okay. it was it was pretty difficult, but like come down was the first one I thought of. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should put, you know, this one on instead. And then I just kept kind of circling back to come down again. Kind of a back and forth situation. Yeah. I, 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 Forever. So what I do when we're doing these and I run into that situation, I, I kind of sit back in my head and go, which one of these songs do I tend to listen to the most or sing the most yeah. or things like that? And then I'm like, yeah, it seems to be that. So that's kind of how I bring myself yeah. around. Uh, the next song on your list is, like I said, fantastic. Um, and... I'm glad that somebody brought this band up, and uh, I, I, a full disclosure, I would have went with the most obvious, the more obvious song on this, but or for them, but this one's really good. So it's Radiohead, and this is Fake Plastic Trees. And obvious, I mean, I will went with Creep. The obvious choice, if I was going to pick a radio a Radiohead song, right? Probably mm, their yeah. Creep is probably their biggest hit. Um, yeah. But I appreciate that you went with Fake Plastic Trees because this album is awesome. I have been one of those people that have continued to sort of follow Radiohead, who is very not mainstream. They just had one or two kind of mainstream hits. They they're very experimental, right? Oh, very. Like in Rainbow, I know they've given a few of their, like in Rainbows, and I, I believe the one after that, they gave them away free. Like you just yeah. download the whole album, which I thought was amazing. Uh, but this is Fake Plastic Trees um, off Radiohead's second album, The Benz from 1995. This was the third single from the album in the UK and the first single in the US. It placed at number 385 on Rolling Stone's list of 500 greatest songs of all time. And guitarist Ed O'Brien described early attempts to record fake plastic trees as sounding like Guns N' Roses' November Rain. He said it was uh, <laughs> pompous and bombastic. So singer, singer Tom York said, fake plastic trees was the product of a joke that wasn't really a joke, a very lonely, drunken evening, and, well, a breakdown of sorts. He said the song arose from a melody he had no idea what to do with. So... Ed O'Brien has said that it started off sounding a lot like November Rain. That's not where it ended up. 
And what's weird is if you listen to some of those guitar breaks, I could hear what he's saying. If you stop, yeah, that kind of makes a little bit yeah. of sense. Um, but it did it, it morphed a lot, I guess, through like the production of the song. So great song, man. Great song. Great band. Great band. So yeah. Uh, why Good fake choice. plastic trees? Yeah, well, see, I was in a band and I played bass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, this one has nothing to do with that. I know. So. <laughs> I just but, think I mean, it would no, be funny honestly, if every one of your answers was, way... was like, well, I played, played yeah. bass in a band. <laughs> I played bass in a band. And, uh... Uh, yeah, I got kicked out of every band because I was an asshole. Um, well, that's, well, that's so. new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. that's I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not, like, surprised, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's been brought up with a lot of uh, our our musician interviews. <laughs> so, but, I'm like, so you fight with bass players a lot, huh? <laughs> now, you were in a Christian rock band, right? Um, more than more than one, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a couple other things. How'd yeah. that work I out? I want to hear you? these. <laughs> I've got audio. I'll send you later on if you want to check it out. So, kind of. Yeah. We'll put, we, we'll, we should send yeah. it down yeah. the feed. We've, we've talked about it. Like me and me and the guys that were in the last band that I was in, we've, we've talked about it. They're like, yeah, put it up on YouTube. I'm like, okay, we should uh, we we do yeah. all this blow at all these hookers and everything. Yeah. And then going, uh, praise Jesus guys. And it's like, like, wow, that's contradictory, but probably what a lot of Christian night, bands are doing. I was with, anyway. Last so Radiohead last huh? night I was um, with this hooker <laughs> and I was with her. Cause well, from what she kept screaming, I knew she loved God too. <laughs> And then I was like, uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> sort of sound like you were going with <laughs> So Radiohead, fake plastic trees. Why? why yeah, so Radiohead, trees. fake plastic trees. Uh, it, it's another one of those like songs to, you know, kind of relax to. Just sitting in a dark room, kind of depressed as a teenager. It's not relaxing. Is. <laughs> no, it, it's, it helps you kind of, you know. I got you. It helps you Sunday mellow afternoon. Out, you know? yeah. It helps you yeah, mellow it, out. It kind of centers you a little bit and. Radiohead is good at that crazy. in general. Like they do yeah, a lot true. of that. Like they're just ambient. a very soothing band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they can be. And then except for except for the that <laughs> one little the little chunky yeah the chunky Which guitar riff. And, I have and read. Creep. I have read. Just now, this complete was, accident. That was an accident. Yeah. yeah, but they were like, yeah, yeah fucking keep it. <laughs> like they loved it. Yeah. <laughs> almost like he hated. I guess he hated like something to do with the transition in there, and he almost like hit it just to be kind of like fuck this thing. Yeah. And I think that's great, by the way, if that's true. Yeah. All right. Oh, and yeah. It's from yeah, from what I've always heard, that's yeah, pretty much exactly what happened. Which is awesome. Like, uh, just I love those, something in there. We'll love those happy later. accidents, right? That just sort of work out in yeah. the end. And yeah. and the song wouldn't be the same song without it. Like it would still be yeah. good, but that that weird thing in the song is what kind of makes it, you know, what it is. I I would have I would have went with creep, but I really appreciate that you didn't. That you went with fake plastic trees because. Yeah. So you guys both put songs on your list. Mine, mine is way more mainstream all across the board. Um, most of your guys's are, but both of you guys went with something that, while it was on the Billboard charts or it was popular, people have kind of forgotten about it. I think "Fake, fake Plastic Trees" is one of those ones. I'm hoping somebody's listening, yeah. going, "Oh shit, yeah!" Like right now, yeah. I hope somebody's mm-hmm. like. Plus, the video is pretty cool. Just going through grocery store and you know, being pushed around in a shopping cart for some reason. And, and it's really weird because yeah, Marilyn Manson good. and Beck are there and <laughs> that's a callback. <laughs> they all pop around the corner that's, and yeah, that's know, a callback. The, the guy, new radicals. The new radicals are, <laughs> that's a callback. <laughs> Go listen last week. Um, so Matt's last choice. Uh, I really love that Matt, when he was talking to me and picked this one, he's like, 
I knew I had to have them on the list, and then I couldn't figure out what song to do because I was like, well, there, there, there's a lot of 80s, and he's like, oh, shit, yeah, that's right, which yeah. I, I, I think is great because uh, I agree with you. Great band that kind of needs We've actually talked about this particular song on the show before because it's such a good song. What happens to Sunday? Shit. <laughs> this is the cure. Well, Friday man. never hesitates. It's cure. Friday, I'm in love. Um, we'll, I'll, I'll say this before we get into my list, which is next. Matt and I, with the cure and two of the bands I picked, like they kind of, it was sort of necessary. Like it's very important yeah. that these bands are on here. The cure is a majorly influential band here in the U.S. and probably, you know, I assume in the U.K. as well. So Matt was like, I knew I needed a Cure song on there, but a lot of Cure stuff is from the late 80s, you know, and he's yeah. the ones I wanted to pick. And then it was like, oh, shit, Fridays, I'm in love. So he's right, because this was released as the second single from their ninth album, Wish, which came out in 1992. It's weird because this song, I know it's a 90s song, but it could fit in the 80s as well, which is yeah. kind of great about it. Uh, it was a worldwide hit. The song reached number six in the UK and number 18 in the United States, uh, where it also topped the modern rock. Uh, the rock tra- track charts. I always have a hard time saying modern rock track chart. I don't know why. Every time I've run into that on the show, I usually have to hit the stroke. Is it down. your Aurora Borealis? You can take your Aurora Borealis and <laughs> stick it right up your ass. I've been practicing. <laughs> I still can't say the other one. Rural King. Rural King. <laughs> Rural King? That. No. Rural King. Um,. This this song also won the award for European Viewer's Choice for the Best Music Video in 1992 MTV Music Video Awards. So, it's a huge, huge monster hit. Like, um, Robert Smith, uh, the song's writer, Robert Smith is such an interesting caricature. I don't say character, yeah. I say caricature. Um, he described it in 1992 as both a throw-your-hands-in-the-air, let's-get-happy kind of record and a very naive, happy-type pop song. Which, for Robert Smith to say, is makes it that much more amusing to me. Because <laughs> yeah. what about Robert Smith screams happy pop song? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have you seen? I want the the Funko Pop of him, but it's like it was. There's a, a Funko Pop of Robert. Yeah, Smith? there's two. There's a color one and one that's in black and white. I actually want the black and white, but they're what? both. What? Yeah, they're like thirty bucks because they were like a Hot Topic exclusives. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah. He's like, I need that. Yeah, we feel the same <laughs> way in this I, house. I want a Robert Smith Funko Pop yep. so bad. Me too. We do too. So. And I didn't know I needed it until just now. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so why Friday I'm in love? Besides the oh, fact that Oh, that's I, awesome. Yeah, I told okay. you. The black and white one's cooler though, right? The two-tone gray, I black, and white. I haven't come across the black and white one yeah, yet. Yeah, it's great. So obviously, oh, that's pretty cool. I ratted yeah. you out a little bit as to why you know you said you had to have the Cure on here, but why why the Cure? Why Friday I'm in Love? Uh, it's honestly one of my favorite Cure songs, other than uh, Pictures of View, which is you know another great song, but um, close to me. Like I the the list of songs by the Cure yeah, I know. that I, I know. enjoy is way too long. Um, and they're they're one of those like Mine's- I used to just go into various like record stores and just find like greatest hits albums of bands and just listen to that all the way through their greatest hits album is literally, there's like maybe one song that I skip off the entire thing. And it's a two disc set that I have. And like, I even like the acoustic versions of it. Yeah. 
that also comes on that album. And then I even went out and bought the DVD of all of their music videos that are on that greatest hits album. Very talented. So I, I like I got really into the cure. Well, they're very talented. Um, Robert Smith's great. Like great yeah, vocals, yeah. great music, very consistent too. Yeah. Like consistently uh, great. Some would even say a very influential um fashion. I, I would agree with some of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Just like founding, yeah, yeah, founding basically goth fashion. A little bit, yes. Uh, and I know I'm going to get yeah. all kinds of crap for that, but but he kind of I mean, did. Tim Burton basically based his entire career on Off Robert Smith's Robert Smith's style. I, I, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Actually, which weird because he's yeah. not like a goth singer. Like they're yeah. not. They, yeah, I, I agree. It just he, got embraced. He sort of just. By the way, lives. you can buy the entire band as Funko Pops Uh-oh. for sixty bucks. Oh no. I did mm-hmm. not know that. <laughs> yeah. So my wife and I are both. I just found this very big Cure fan. So uh, we joke around a lot. My wife and I bonded like what what drew us to each other was music. Um, we both like the, like a lot of similar music and and stuff that I don't know. The Cure is one of those bands. You know, you guys all know we're huge Talking Heads fans. Our 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 song was a Talking Heads song. We have Talking Heads lyrics in our inscribed in our wedding bands but the cure is also a, a huge band for us we talk about and listen to a lot and uh when i saw the funko pop and told her she was like oh my god i did not know the whole band yeah. existed so <laughs> that's gonna happen um, um great band we've been also talking- d snyder funko exists that's pretty cool too we've been yeah, talking and, about uh, doing- another singer that probably appears on this list liam gallagher from oasis uh as a matter of fact he does Yep. I figured as much. So we've been talking about doing an episode, and it will happen, where we're going to take bands, like possibly The Cure, and each of us are going to pick our top five songs from that band. Like, what are the... And then that one, we're not going to... It doesn't matter if we cross over. So a lot of times, if one of us have the same song on the list, one of us will change it. But on that one, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep it. And just so we can say, like, we all agree, these are the top songs. Like, and, oh, yeah, we're going to do people who have a career that expands long enough that we can talk about it. I, that one's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. So, um, But we're going to go into my list next. Uh, and like I said, definitely went a little more mainstream for the most part. This, I am the only person that, that had a band crossover with someone else. Kevin and I both tried to originally pick them, and I already had my list, so I kept them, and Kev changed. Yeah. Um, but I start off with a real mainstream song and Kevin heard it last night and he was like, oh shit. Yeah. kind of forgot about that song. Uh, so we're going to see if, uh, Maticus remembers this song or well, you'll remember okay. it. But if you thought about this song, if you considered this song for your list. This is Jesus Jones right here, right now, uh, from their second studio album, Doubt, from 1991, released as the album's second single uh, in September of 1990. It spent nine consecutive weeks on the UA, on the UK singles chart, peaking at number 31, and became a top 10 hit in the United States. It topped the Billboard Modern Rock Charts uh, track chart and reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in July of 1991. Sold over a million copies, the single did, won a BMI award, and was the song most played on college radio back in 1991. 
It was inspired by the revolutions of 1989 in Europe, particularly uh, per- perestroika. Am I saying that right? In the in the Soviet Union, perestroika in the Soviet Union. Yep. Mm-hmm. The lyrics were also inspired. Let Kevin, take that one. <laughs> uh, hey, Kev, the lyrics. Perestroika. The yeah. lyrics of the yeah. song were also heavily inspired by the 1987 Prince song, "Sign of the Times." Oh. Matt, did you consider Jesus Jones at all? Did you cons- even think about this song when you were putting your list together? I did not actually, and honestly, you didn't. A lot know they of times were British. it was because I didn't know they were British. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. That's um, fair. I I I did cross reference a lot of things. I was like, "Ooh, this band would be really cool," and I was like, "What? Hang on, they're not British? What the hell?" Okay. <laughs> I would just like cross, you know, very. Apparently, bands Kevin off, didn't but. care. He just put them on anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, <laughs> sounds and, British to me. I will yeah. say, I will say, in Kev's defense, if you go do a search for like British artists of the '90s, a couple of bands come up that I'm like, you and I talked about, like Ace of Bases. They're are, they're not British. Yeah, why do they come up? But they because they showed up on lists that I was looking for. And my too. wife's like, well, British Isles. I'm like, yeah, but they're like Swedish, aren't they? Or they're or, Swedish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bjork. They're like, '90s ABBA, <laughs> and they are '90s Ace ABBA of Base. Yeah. Where are they from? They are from uh, Sweden. Detroit. Yeah, said. <laughs> Gothenburg, Sweden. Yeah. You're like, where are they from? Detroit. With a name like Jonas Bergeron, they're definitely yeah, from yeah, Detroit. They're Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but they're they do. Little very, Caesars right now, you know. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's where they're from. Detroit style pizza with Ace. Hey, can exactly. we can we go way off track since you said Little Caesars? We already have. I am not a Little Caesars <laughs> fan as far as their pizza goes, but I have suddenly become like I now want to eat their pizza all the time because the dude is freaking amazing. Oh yeah, the founder of Little Caesars. Yes. He is awesome. <laughs> you heard about the stuff uh, he did for like I have yeah. never heard of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, like I, I never knew that stuff. I, I, yeah, I first heard about the whole Whole, like the legacy of the founder of Little Caesars during the whole um, Papa John kerfuffle. Well, good, and good. <laughs> comparing the Papa uh, John kerfuffle—that's going to be a new band name. Yeah. Oh, that would be—that'll be a what? great '60s band. But so he paid Rosa Parks. He paid Rosa rent? Parks yes. rent for years <laughs> until okay. she passed away. Because I just think that's like amazing. Like. He's like the you know this woman's an icon like we need to take care of her. I just yeah. think like and you don't hear about that like that's not like mm-hmm. out in the news like nobody was like out there making a big deal of it you know and I just think that's wonderful like you, when you hear that kind of stuff and you're like I never knew this now I I, I don't so your pizza yeah, gives so me heartburn you don't but have I kind of want to buy racist pizza <laughs> you don't anymore. have to eat racist pizza yeah. you can eat little Caesar <laughs> that makes you look sweaty and bloated on live TV right. yeah well. <laughs> You, we all that time. I'm sure, we, it probably you know. does make you look sweaty and bloated, but you know. uh, it is pizza. Everyone. So, Jason, True. why did you pick yeah. Jesus Jones? Well, because <laughs> yeah, because of the founder of Little Caesars paid Rosa Parks' rent. That's wow, that's I, a stretch, but okay, let's see where you, how you got there. Well, I just thought that was a really cool, like, interesting tip. Like, I did not know that, and I just think that was kind of amazing. So, um, Talk about tangents. I picked. Uh, I picked. That was a tangent. <laughs> so this song, especially when I was like in like when I started high school, like this song was like everywhere, and it. But it was such a feel good song. Like it's such a like. Sometimes you hear these songs and they like they're very inspirational and and like you're like yeah that's right. And if you remember the video for this, right? You guys remember the video for this? It's the same kind of feel. Know. It's very like mm-hmm. upbeat and makes you feel good, and that's kind of why like. 
I picked it. Like, there's this band that kind of comes and they hit huge. They're still around, by the way. Jesus Jones is still around. I think they're a little really? bigger. I okay. think they're a little bigger in the UK, obviously, than they were here. Oh, we don't. We don't. We 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 should kind of hit on that really quick, and we'll do an '80s version of this as well. And you'll see that a lot more in the '80s. There are a lot of bands that they're British bands, and people are like, "Well, they're a one-hit wonder." And the answer is yes. Here in the U.S., yeah, they are yeah. here, but they're not necessarily over uh, overseas. Sometimes they're much right. bigger, yeah. and they just have yeah, songs. Europe, I'll give especially. you a, an example. Um, oh God, Midnight Oil. Yes, still, and they're still huge around in as well. Australia. Still, yeah, yeah. and they're huge still in around. Australia. One hit wonder here, but uh, rightly so because that song is so yeah. fucking amazing. Like, yeah, uh, uh, beds are burning is just a fantastic song, and they're a really cool band. Check them out too if you haven't. So, yeah, uh, other things we're gonna do down the road, like we want to do music, like somebody that we've had two discussions, someone that mm-hmm. had a one hit wonder in two different decades, just one hit, um, and then. People that might have had a hit, they had a hit when they were solo and a hit with a band, just stuff like that. So those are some other topics that are going to be coming up. Just to be looking for those. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Jesus Jones, the song just makes me happy. I, I love listening to it. It's a great song, fun band. All right, so let's go into, like I said, There's this is the one song that two of us picked. And Kev was the other one, obviously. But this song is one of those, okay... I think everybody's going to know why this song needed to be on the list. If we're talking some of the best British songs from the 90s, this is a very important song. So let's go ahead and kick this one off. And I just can't see that half of us immersed in sin is how we All right, so number two on my list is Jamiroquai, Virtual Insanity. And just for all those out there who don't know, Jamiroquai is not the name of the guy. It's the name of the band. Get over it. Um, British funk British funk band Jamiroquai released the song August 1996 as the second single from their third studio album. Now, I'm probably going to get a lot of crap for that comment, but as far as I know from everything I've read, Jamiroquai is the name of the band. I just want to say that. Are you guys there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just We're just listening. patiently listening very, very to you talk quiet. about Jamiroquai. <laughs> it was a little, it was weirdly quiet. Like, did I am I, am I talking to myself now? Um, it's kind of like when people will talk about Blondie or they'll talk about uh, Roxette. Those are the names of the band. Yeah, so that's what I've read about Jamiroquai. Is that the name of the band or the name of the guy? I think it's the name. It's of the, the band. name of the band. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody in Jamiroquai named, named Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai. Uh, so yeah. the song was released in August of Unless 1996. It's a abbreviation that he goes by. Or uh, not an abbreviation. If he uh, abbreviates his his real name from Jamiroquai, no, he does not. Okay. So we got a real hootie situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is no hootie. Yeah. Uh, he loves hats too. This is the second single. Yeah, he he's big fan of. He's got to be Pharrell's inspiration. Those hats look warm. Hat like hats and weird headdresses. And, I'm gonna title like this. There's a picture on the on Wikipedia of him wearing like a episode. crystal headdress. <laughs> this yeah. will be the tangent episode. We talked about Rosa Parks, Little Caesar Pizza, <laughs> yep. Jamiroquai's hats. Yeah. <laughs> Jamiroquai's hats. Well, you um, can't talk about Jamiroquai without mentioning right. his hats. And this, no one, like, it's impossible. Hat. No yeah. one's ever gonna talk about this band without talking about this song either. That's yeah, puffy hats and tracksuits. And it doesn't yeah. matter that. 
they have lots of great songs that we we all know. Like everybody in the United States knows Canned Heat too. Like you yeah. you, you can't not Thanks because Napoleon of Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon Dynamite mm-hmm. right? But Virtual Insanity is like this. It was this kind of like it hit it hit over here and like smacked everybody in the face. And then they released a music video, which we're going to talk about here in a second too. And it was like, okay, we're yeah. done. So this was the second single from their third album, Traveling Without Moving. Um, this was the number one hit in Iceland and reached number three in the UK. Uh, climbed to number 38 on the Billboard Modern Rock tra- Tracks chart. They, they're just trying to fuck me on every one of these songs this week. Um, uh, the song earned the band a Grammy Award for Best Pop Vocal Performance by Duo or Group. Uh, its lyrics took inspiration from a walk in the underground city in Sapporo, Japan. And uh, this is a quote. They said, Everything was covered in snow, and there was absolutely no one about. We took these stairs that led down to the whole underground city with all the color and noise you get in Japanese streets. So I did not know this was a thing, but apparently there is an underground city in Japan that is like an actual, like it just looks like a normal city, but it's all underground, which I think is awesome. Um, I heard that about Seattle, too. Yes. Like it's yeah, it's completely underground. Under we the, we actually uh, watched a video about that yesterday, believe it or not. That's really cool. I'm going to go look all this stuff up because like, I want to see these underground cities. I've always wanted to go to Japan, and now I want to go to... The the one in... C- or no, it's uh, Portland. Portland, Oregon. Uh, that's where the underground city was that we were talking about. But that's actually where the term getting Shanghai came from, was in Portland, Oregon's underground cities. Really? Fun ah, fact. Interesting. Tangent. So I mentioned the music video for this. So this music video won like all kinds of awards. It was released in September of 96. Um, For obvious reasons. It is crazy. And it was all shot in like one take, right? Am I correct on that? I I think it was. was. So So if you watch the music video, he's like in all these different like settings, but it's all in one place and the floor is moving the whole time. Um, Mm. And he's like walking with it. not moving. And and there's a cockroach. <laughs> that cockroach is in the whole and, video, if you pay attention. And a crow that and flies crow. overhead at one point. But you yeah. like if you have not ever seen this video for Virtual Insanity, like what we just said is not. You got to go see it to understand what we're talking about. Uh, so thematically, the lyrics discuss issues like overpopulation, human genetic enhancement, uh, eugenics, and ecological collapse. So the song is very political, but does it in a way that. It's like, hey, open your eyes, guys. This is what's happening, and it's, it's insanity, right? But it's virtual insanity. It's like, I, I love this song. This is um, this is one of those songs like we were talking about earlier. Like when it comes on, I'm not skipping this. I'm listening to the whole song because it like it's. I love the kind of, I love the like funk slap bassy stuff that that Jamiroquai mm-hmm. puts in their music anyway. Like, mm-hmm. and just how much like these songs will get you kind of pumped up. They just do. They kind of got that groove to them, and you get really pumped up to them. So Jamiroquai was uh, also one of Kevin's picks, um, and rightly so, but it made my list first. So Kevin had to give us uh, a song that wasn't by a British man. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) from the British Isles, come on. So my next two songs, when, uh, when I said Matt went with, a British band that needed to be on this list because of the importance. The next two bands are right there with it, in my opinion. Uh, both of these bands kind of needed to be there as well. Now, there's a whole discussion about this next song between my wife and I, and Kevin was privy to part of it last night. 
that we will discuss in a moment because she and I don't see eye to eye, not on the band. We both like the band, just the era of the band. Uh, but this is my first pick. Well, my third pick. So this is Come Undone by Duran Duran. Uh, this song was released in March of 1993 as the second single from the album Duran Duran, also known as The Wedding Album. Uh, it is their 24th single overall. The single became the group's second consecutive U.S. Top 10 hit uh, from The Wedding Album, peaking at number 7 on the Billboard Hot 100 and becoming their last Top 40 hit on the chart. So I said this was their second hit, consecutive hit, and I considered using the first hit off this album, which is, um, uh, oh God, <laughs> Ordinary World, and which is also a fantastic, like amazing song. But that's where my wife and I differ greatly on Duran Duran. She does not like Ordinary World. She said the song kind of makes her sad, which I do understand. But we don't. Yeah, it's no Rio, but you know. The, and there's where we have our problems, <laughs> which Kevin already knows. I hate Rio. I think Rio is schlocky crap. I love Duran Duran. I just don't like Rio. But I actually prefer 90s Duran Duran. And my wife thinks that's sacrilege because she prefers 80s Duran Duran. I, listen, I love Hungry Like the Wolf. I, I love Notorious. Like, I love Duran Duran. From the 80s, but I think they just hit this sound for me in the 90s that just, like, I remember being in high school and this album coming out and me being like, yes, that's it. And uh, I own the Kasingle. <laughs> I say that a lot, but uh, I own the Kasingle. And I don't know, man. This is just one of those songs that it, I, it speaks to me. I think all of their 90s stuff like just really hit, a, hit that era in my life where I was ready for it. So... Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, I just had a show idea, but we'll discuss it <laughs> later. I just had it. Uh, so, Duran Duran, I mean, you're not going to get. This is how we plan the show. This is the show. Plan the show. This is how we plan the show every single every time. Day. Um, so, so, Duran Duran is like this one is of the those... way I type a message, type a message, type a message. Let's not go ahead. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that was. I don't either. <laughs> Obviously, he's typing a message. I just don't know why. He told us all about it. Oh, it's in the group chat. Okay. I figured. I but, um, so Duran Duran, much like having the cure on there, like like they are like a massive British band, even here in the States. Like they're very important. So they kind of had to be on there. But I don't know if anybody else agrees with me that with the mm. whole, I prefer 90s Duran Duran over 80s Duran Duran. It's just sort of a thing. I love 80s Duran Duran. I, I, I honestly had no idea that that was a – Duran Duran song. Yes. Neither did I. You know, uh, it's funny that you mentioned these two, you know, different eras of Duran Duran. Mm -hmm. It's some, there's some, you know, musical groups when you hear them in certain eras, like uh, Jefferson Airplane versus Jefferson Jefferson Starship. Starship. It's like two completely drastically different different bands. Yeah. So these are Duran Duran bands that kind of reinvent themselves a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. But it works. Yeah. It's not like Duran Duran, I think, was lacking popularity, but they just changed their sound up and flowed right into, like, the next decade, which I thought worked really well. Actually, yeah. there's a bunch. They kind of, of adapted a Savage Garden approach. To their a music, little bit. Apparently. Um, right. This would have been pre-Savage Garden, though. But, yeah. Yeah, this was so it's almost like did Savage Garden take influence well, off of go. 
the uh, 90s. It's, Duran a, it's Duran. a real chicken and the egg it situation. It really is. Duran Duran mm-hmm. and Savage Garden. But I bet there's a lot of songs that if I played them, you'd go, oh, crap, I didn't know that was Duran Duran either. From the, But you know them. Like, you know. I you, guarantee. You know Ordinary <laughs> guarantee World. Guarantee that, yeah. You probably know save save a pray, save a prayer like you probably know a bunch of these and if I played them you'd be like oh shit I just didn't know that was Duran Duran and you'd probably be like I actually like this stuff and it's like yeah I loved this stuff and that was the thing it's, it's so come on done made the list I I really did think about Ordinary World and I do love that song a lot too but I, you know I went with Come on Done so my last one on the list is an, another very eighties band that then went into the nineties and actually. Once again, I love everything they put out in the 90s. Like, their best album is a 90s album. And it, again, my wife last night was like, oh, my God, is that off that album? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you didn't know that, did you? That that single that she's referring to is not mine. It was released in 89, but the album was from 90. And I picked uh, this little ditty. <laughs> I was actually thinking about putting this on my list. Well, this is Depeche Mode, um, which auto-corrected when I did my notes to Depeche Moore, uh, <laughs> which I just noticed. Uh, this is, is enjoy- weird because more is a real word, too. I know. So, so this, is, like uh, it. this is Enjoy the Silence, which was released off their seventh studio album, Violator, which came out in 1990. Yes, this is the album with Personal Jesus on it, to all of those who do not know. But Personal Jesus was released as a single in 1989. Um, this song, uh, Violator, came out in February of 1990. I love this album and most everything they did after this album. Uh, this single is certified gold in the U.S. and Germany. The song won Best British Single at the 1991 Brit Awards. Uh, songwriter Mark, Martin Gore created a ballad-like first version of this song, right, which the band took into the studio in 1989. Um, at, band member, at band member Alan Wilder's ins- insistence, the song was reworked into a little more up-tempo version that was released on the album. Violator, the album propelled the band into international stardom and also yielded the singles Policy of Truth, World in My Eyes. So majorly huge album. This is one of those albums that I will listen to from beginning to end. I put in, I hit play, and I don't I don't mess with it. I know every song off of it. I love every song off of it. Uh, Violator reached number two in the UK album chart and was the band's first album to chart inside the top 10 in uh, the Billboard 200, peaking at number seven. Why is somebody playing Personal Jesus? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. That, that needs to I'm go sitting, to the beginning of the show. I'm right sitting there. here talking and I hear <laughs> boo boo. I'm like, why is somebody I knew that that's this is one of that's one of those can you name it off of the one second? And the answer is yes, I often can, and I know that dude. That would be a fun episode. I should play a clip and see if you guys can tell me what song it is off of like two seconds. But Ooh, uh, that would, yeah, that would be yeah. a lot of fun. Side note: Have you ever seen the video of uh, Questlove naming Prince songs after like like less than a second? No, but no, yeah, Questlove is apparently a huge Prince fan and can do that. I wonder if if, if Kevin yeah. can do it. I bet he can. I might. I bet he can. <laughs> I bet Kevin. That'd be could. a fun YouTube video. 
So yeah, Depeche Mode, again, The Cure, Duran Duran, Depeche Mode, like these bands deserve a spot on this list. Just they they do. Just for everything they've not just we we're talking 90s, but all three of these bands even through the 80s, you know, were were smashing hits here in the US. So, big bands. Uh but now we're going to go into Kevin's list and we're going to start with a band that isn't from the UK. Um well, they're from the UK. They're not from England. <laughs> They're not British. <laughs> My deepest apologies to this band. I, understanding a little they, bit about they had British a rough past history. couple of years too. So it's yeah. fair. We should have asked when Kevin said this. Even my wife Hope was your like, "Your country gets into the EU eventually." I remember. Yeah. So my wife keeps saying, like, she kept going, <laughs> "But is he talking British Isles or or just uh, British bands?" I'm like, "He said British." I said this like five times to her. He said mm-hmm. British. Uh, apparently he meant British Isles, <laughs> which is fair enough. Uh, but Kevin uh, launches us off with this little ditty right here. Yeah, I should have just heard it right off the bat from the accent, you know, just, oh, yeah, this, these, this band isn't from England, they're from Ireland. They are. That was a huge mistake. But I mean, Zombie's kind of about that. Yes. Yeah. About them being from Ireland. But here's the thing, man. Here's here's the thing. You want Dolores O'Riordan on your list, and I'm going to have to, like, let it, because the cranberries are amazing and mm-hmm. uh it's very sad Both the fruit and the band yeah and we lost yeah. her i mean she was way too young for us to have lost her and we were this was another discussion we had last night that they were um so next week's episode we're going to be talking about um either artists or bands that if we could bring bring back to give us one more album who would it be and why and, my, and they don't have to be from the dead no, no but most all of us had somebody that was my wife and some were asked to provide that purposely. <laughs> I, you weren't asked. <laughs> well, you, you weren't asked. I just said, "Are you sure you don't want to?" Um, yeah. So my wife brought up the cranberries because she's like, you know, they were actually working on another album when she died, and I'm like, "Yes, I knew that." So there's that cover of Zombie that was released um, that actually wasn't originally supposed to be a cover. She was on that with them. Originally, I don't know if you knew that. There were, she was recording yeah. her tracks. They were going to do it together, and then they ended up releasing it as a tribute instead, which is good because I'm not a big fan of it, of the cover of it, but I appreciate why they did it, and I think that was really cool. So, But this is Linger. This is Linger from the Cranberries. Um, this is from their debut studio album. Everybody's el- Everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? Uh, this one came out in 1993, composed by band members Dolores O'Riordan and Noel Hogan. It became the band's first major hit, peaking at number three in their native Ireland, number eight in the United States. Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. I'll send a box of Lucky Charms to make amends, okay? Oh. Uh, it also hit. Oh. Wow. <laughs> um, I that's, apologize. Hold on. This song also hit number 14 <laughs> in the United Kingdom. Uh, the single remained on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for 24 weeks. Here's a really cool story here. They auditioned her for the band, right? Mm-hmm. So they were saying, so according to drummer I, I, Fergal, 
Fergal Lawler is his name. He says in an interview, he's this is a really cool story. I never knew this, so I, that's why I put it on here. So they're they're auditioning I'm looking that up. They're auditioning her for the band, right? It's a, he says it's a Sunday afternoon. She arrived with a keyboard under her arm, just set it up and played a few songs. We couldn't really hear her because she was singing through a guitar amp or something. So I gave her a lift up to the bus stop and I was saying, uh, will we see you next week? We gave her a tape of the music for Linger, which she took with her. The following week, she comes back, and she had lyrics written out and melodies, and she sang along to what we were playing, and it was like, oh my God, she's great. Uh, The single remained on the U.S. uh, Billboard Hot 100 for 24 weeks. Oh, I already said that. So anyway, I just think that's really cool that they're auditioning for her for the band, right? And they give her like, hey, here's some music we've been working on. And she writes all the lyrics and melodies and comes back with their song. And boom, you know, they put her in the band and the song's a massive hit. So uh, great song. Great song. Kev, do you want to discuss why you picked Uh, Linger? Well, I mean, I don't know. Just I thought it was just always a really cool mellow song. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, has a nice little touch of melancholy to it. And, you know, Cranberries are a delicious fruit too, so very healthy and nutritious. So, uh, yeah. so okay, okay. Yeah, much. <laughs> it's hard to argue. Yeah, yeah. Um, goes with well with grape juice or any kind of like any cocktails or mocktails. Why don't? Where are you going, my friend? I don't. Well, cranberries, you know, very delicious. They're good for and the you know UTI. and the band is great to listen to too. Yes. Yeah. They're, oh, also very good. For yeah. UTIs. Really good band. Yeah. I mean, in case um, you have a problem with that. Wonderful yeah. band. Uh, yeah. Great song. Very, but out of song. out of all their songs, why why lingered? Why not Zombie or why not, you know? I don't know. It's just for... Do you have to let it linger? It's just very, very smooth. Zombie, I mean... Zombie. is a great song. <laughs> Zombie. 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 It's a, it's a great song, too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, this is it's, how it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> what about like? Yes, do you have to let it linger? It's just what about really smooth. And I miss every time you I go, when oh. you're gone. That is what I do. No, no. <laughs> I love Jay's karaoke moments. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. We, yeah. Another show idea. We need to do like a karaoke episode here. We need to do what on here? A karaoke episode. Oh, God. We've done that before. We were drunk back in the Mm -hmm. obscure 80s days. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) We were drunk a lot during the Kevin singing Prince is (laughs) like, for a guy who should know every lyric to Prince, I'm like, you just fucked that song all kinds of up, but it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There was beer. Uh, So, Matt Matt mentioned earlier that he assumed Liam Gallagher was going to be on this list. The answer is it is. It is on Kevin's list. I knew. That's a pretty much safe. I knew, bet. yeah. So one yeah. thing I knew one about of the biggest bands in the world at that time, mm-hmm. and I also knew that this is one of the bands where Kevin and I bonded, and this album in particular, um, we both owned it, and I knew Kevin was a big fan. So I did consider, you know, this for my list, but I had a feeling Kevin would put it on his. So. Because maybe. Uh, 
Oasis so, Wonderwall. Yes, sir. Oh, nothing. I just just want to mention that I kind of sound just like them. You you, know, you're yeah. to identical. Like I couldn't the tell yeah. where the track ended, and you. It just needed more slide yeah. whistle, and I think I would have been. Yeah, I, I agree. That yeah, is that's I, gonna improve. That's kind of what. Yeah. Did, what that's kind of I think what happened to Oasis. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I think I love can, how every song that he does is with. Okay, I'll stop. I I think we can agree that the reason Oasis uh, broke up was because there wasn't enough slide whistle, and that was their yeah. downfall. So seems to be. This is right. Wonderwall by Oasis. Um, it wasn't the infighting at all? It was, it was song you know, was slide whistle written by Noel. Those Gallagher. two brothers hate each other. But, yeah. Yep. Yeah. They hate that neither one of them learned to play a fucking slide whistle. Yeah, that's right. what it was. Yeah. I've heard that. I've actually read that. Pretty much, was, yeah. Know, interview in Rolling Stone. So written by Noel like, Gallagher. Fuck you, Liam. And they're like, no, fuck you, Noel. The song. Yeah, you, pl- you play it. Fuck you, oh, you play it. You suck at the slide whistle. Yeah, you do too. Maybe if you got better, we'd be a bigger band, eh? Yeah. The fuck that's, is that's happening? That's how fights work. Uh, what is happening Oasis. to this show? Very sad, you know, <laughs> very sad display. Yeah. Then they broke up on stage mm-hmm. like 12 times. Because of the slide whistle turmoil. Oh, God. That's why you don't be in a band with your brother, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, Written by Noel Gallagher. Song was produced by Gallagher and Owen Morris for the band's second studio album. Hey, what's the story, Morning Glory? Uh, It was released in 1995. According to Gallagher, Wonderwall describes an imaginary friend who's going to come and save you from yourself. Wow, dude. Thanks for that deep insight. I mean... (laughs) That, that's, that's what the song is about. Uh, the song was released as the fourth single from the album on October 30th, 1995, reaching number eight in the U.S. and number two in the U.K. Uh, single was certi- certified sextuple platinum by the British Phonographic Industry and gold by the RIAA. So, huge hit. I mean, this album was a big hit. It's funny because I did consider Oasis... Uh, Kev, but I don't know that I would. I I didn't want to go with Wonderwall, even though I'm like obviously mm-hmm. that is like the one you probably should go with. But I wanted yeah, to go with like me, she's electric kind of, or you know. For me, it was kind of a, um, a toss up between Wonderwall or Don't Look Back in Don't anger. Look Back in Anger. Right? It's a uh, it's one of those. The album's really good, and it all mm-hmm. the songs are kind of fun. And it, it, it's one of those, it was like, would I have picked a different song? And then would other people have known that song? Or is that just a deep dive, like a deep cut that I knew? But yeah. uh, besides the obvious, and it's okay if the obvious is your reason, why Wonderwall by Oasis? I know you're a huge fan, by the way. Well, I mean, if the 90s had a soundtrack and I was coming up with it, Wonderwall would definitely be a part of that soundtrack album. It's uh, kind of an iconic song in the 90s. I, you know, just... For one, I just freaking miss the '90s a lot, like boomers yeah, miss the '50s. Uh, it's just everything was just nice. It was nice. I mean, the biggest controversy, the biggest controversy politically was just did Bill Clinton get a blowjob? Blow yeah, that was pretty <laughs> That's not much entirely it. true. There was the whole <laughs> Whitewater scandal, but sure. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. there were plenty of scandals, but still. But the one everybody talked about like, was he was he like really bad at rafting or something? <laughs> no, you mean Watergate? No. No, Whitewater. No, no, it was Whitewater. Nixon wasn't around. There's a whole in the, other thing? Nixon wasn't around yeah. in the 90s, man. This was the Clinton. I was only halfway listening to you guys when you started talking <laughs> politics. 
So I was like, up oh, tuning out. <laughs> was was, well, I think Nixon Wolf. died in '92. Watergate, uh, like, no, nah, man, Nixon yeah, wasn't president. Yeah. This was the Clintons. Whitewater scandal. scandal. There you go. Googling. Yeah. But you're right. The Whitewater yeah, scandal no, wasn't as big as whether or not Clinton got a blowjob or not. Right. That was the big deal. <laughs> really was. Mm. So mm-hmm. you're right. The '90s were kind of a, at least for us, a nicer time. Yeah, it was just quaint. Less stress in our lives. That's for sure. Right. And great oh, music. And great music. It really was. And this is a great album. Um, I know you and I have talked about it many times. So there was that series on Netflix. I don't remember what it was called. I'm so sorry, but it was about kids in the '90s, and uh, it was really good. It only lasted like one season, though, and uh, this song played a huge part in that series. So I cannot remember the name of it. Somebody out there, oh, um, let me know. Freaks and Geeks? No, no. It was a, this was a Not Netflix series. Yeah, and Netflix and series. Wonderwall was like a mass. I love Freaks and Geeks, but that's about the '80s, not the '90s. Um, one of the kids actually dresses up as the Bionic Woman for Halloween. Uh, but Freaks and Geeks is also a great short-lived series, hey. unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. can't remember the name of the show, but it lasted a season. It's really, really good. And I just don't think people were watching. This is one of those where people went back after and watched it. And mm-hmm. I, I, maybe it was called like, it, it sucks or something like that. Is somebody out there screaming right now. Cause they remember the name. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find it too. Cause well, it's going it to be hard to find because when you talk about hit series on Netflix, that got canceled after a season. Yeah. yeah that's be hard to find, yeah. Right? This was a, just a couple years yeah. back though. It's really good. It, everything sucks. I think it was called everything sucks. See if that's a show, Matt. Um, but this Working song, this song paid a, played a huge part in that series. And it became you were talking about, and it takes takes place in the '90s, and the, you were talking about this being a soundtrack on the soundtrack. Well, what kind of works? That would be it. Everything yep, sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah. It's a great show. You guys should go back. I haven't and watch even heard it of on this, Netflix. So. It's great. Uh, and then Kevin's last one again, great song to add to the list. Considered it myself. We have talked about this song on the show mm-hmm. before as well. And this is just one of those songs that it, when you hear it, it just sort of moves you. Uh, I said last song. You've got one more. I don't know why I said last uh, third song. This well, is the Verve Bittersweet Symphony. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we've actually mentioned this on the show before. It comes from their third studio album, Urban Hymns, from 1997. It was created with a sample from the 1965 version of the Rolling Stones song, The Last Time, um, which was the they took from the Andrew Oldham Orchestra. I don't know. But the Verve actually, we've talked about this. The Verve actually got permission to use the song "The Last Time" uh, from the copyright holder Decca Records, but they were denied right. permission from the Rolling Stones manager Alan Klein at the time. There was a lawsuit, and what really sucks about this is Jagger and Keith Richards were added to the songwriting credits, which is that's not a problem. But they had to give over all their royalties to the Rolling Stones. And now when you hear the story, you assume that it's just that Alan Klein might have been a bit of a butthole because when he passed Mm -hmm. away, (laughs) Keith Richards, um, Mick Jagger, and Alan Klein's son gave everything back to the Verve. So, Which is awesome. Yeah, so they gave him back. They was like – because he said – like Jagger has said like, yeah, I mean they sampled it, but that is their song. Like 100% it's their Mm -hmm. song, and they deserve like the attention for it. Um. 
So it was released in 1998 by Virgin Records America, reaching number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. It was named Rolling Stones and NME's Single of the Year and was nominated for Best British Single at the 1998 Brit Awards. In 1999, it was nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Rock Song. Uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's it wonderful. It, you cannot listen to the song and not do some like weird inner self-reflecting thing. It's yeah. Like, it's like, I think this should make a, a, an appearance on every episode of Ted Lasso. This is a very, a very self-reflective song. So, yeah. I love this song. I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm sure I've told this on the story or in the show before too. So, I follow the Verve Pipe on uh, TikTok, and he gets asked all the time, like, oh, man, you guys did that song, Bittersweet Symphony. And he's like, I just started telling people yes because it's such a good song. <laughs> he's like, no, no, we're the freshmen. They're, the, the Verve Pipe is the freshman. The Verve is Bittersweet Symphony. And what's really weird is those two bands did not know that another band with such a similar name and such an obscure thing were about to come out and be hits at like the same time, which I think is weird. But I just think it's great. He's really hilarious. If you follow him on TikTok, they're really cool. And he's like, no, no, we're the freshmen. They're Bittersweet Symphony. And now he's like, yeah, I just tell people, yeah, now because it's a great song and I wish I would have come up with it. <laughs> so I just, I love that. Uh, great song. Wonderful, wonderful choice for your British uh, soundtrack. Uh, this next song, however, is probably the most obscure song on the entire list tonight. The one I, of course, had the hardest time finding music to, or not music, I'm sorry, information about. But I knew the song, so this is one of those where you brought it kind of back like, oh, crap, I forgot about that song, which is what we talked mm -hmm. about earlier with Matt. You guys both get, brought a song where I think people are like, oh, shit, like, are we going to remind them of a song they might have forgotten about, a really great song? And this is Kevin's uh, last choice right here. No ties to bind me No reasons to Supergrass, moving um, from their uh, third album, uh, self-titled or whatever third album from 1999 that a lot of people refer yeah. to as the X-Ray album uh, because of the image on the jacket. Uh, this song is about how tedious it can be touring as a band. It was released as a single in September of 1999 and reached number nine on the UK single chart, becoming Supergrass's last top 10 hit. This is another band that I think is, was, was a lot bigger in the UK than they were here in the States. But this, mm -hmm. this song, uh, when you do research, I mean, it makes a lot of people's lists. People really like this song. I just sort of forgotten that the song existed and don't know a whole lot about the band. So, Kev, what, like, tell us a little bit about why you chose Moving by Supergrass and, like, you know, how, why the song was sort of an important song to you. Well, I used to, like, this is I, one of the things I've noticed about when coming up with my British pop list is a lot of the songs are very self reflective. That's fair. Uh, and kind of, you know, melancholy. And they don't have to actually be British. <laughs> and they don't have to be actually British. Matt, but do you really have to let that joke linger? Uh, I don't know. It just keeps coming back like a zombie. <laughs> Zing. Okay, good one. I like it. That, that was good. We shall allow it. But, 
<laughs> but it's just I don't know. It's you know very smooth, and then all of a sudden it just kind of explodes into yes, this. Which I tried to capture beat. that in the clip. I tried to mm-hmm. capture that part in the clip because yes, it's it's comes in very like it's very like Radiohead at first. It's yes. kind of mellow. And Actually, ambient. they do kind of remind me of Radiohead. I agree. Radiohead a little bit, and then all of a sudden it just sort of picks up and amps up. And I I tried to catch that piece in the that that you said that it's like what I went for. I'm like I want that part. I want them to hear that. Mm-hmm. Kevin's lists are very self reflecting. Like he just said, like he misses the '90s. I think his list demonstrates that a lot like what why he yeah. misses the 90s so much I, I yearn for the 90s you know <laughs> <laughs> i yearn for the 90s kids i yearn i mean i have a yearning for the 90s a burning and a yearning or just just a yearning? Uh, burning and a yearning for the 90s well i mean i miss i miss stupid shit like y2k for some reason you know <laughs> Take me back to that. You know, <laughs> this stupid shit like Y2K. It's incredible. Like when all you had to worry about was the entire infrastructure of the world collapsing. At yeah, one but time. would that be so bad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. Would it not be entirely. so bad? Uh, so there's our list, man. There's the songs we picked. What would you guys pick? Let us know. In fact, a few of mm-hmm. you did. So. We put this one out there, and I put it on Twitter, and I put it on Facebook, and we got we got four or five suggestions, including one from from uh, from Matt's wife Connie, and she actually gave a really good one because this is not something I would have thought about, but she's right, and that this is like oh god, nobody would have thought about this because this is not a '90s band, this is a '60s band, right? But they had a massive hit in the '90s with this song. Uh, she picked the Beatles and Free as a Bird, which I was oh, like, damn, Connie dropping damn, some knowledge. That's a deep cut. Nice. <laughs> Connie yeah. dropping one on us. That was a really yeah. good. Uh, we also had Mike Brinkman who said No More Tears by Ozzy Osbourne. Also a really, really good. I mean, that whole album, you could have pulled a lot of stuff off there. So that was a good one. And uh, Tapeworm Terry, he says uh, he'll mention this one for, he says, I'll mention this one for my wife. Glory Box by Portishead, and also a really good band that uh, I would not have thought of. So uh, there's there's a few, and then we have one more by the Armchair Booking Podcast. Uh, he did say Morning Glory by Oasis, which is also a great album, but he says uh, Everything Zen by Bush, and a song that almost made my list, guys, came really close. For those of you who are around me uh, enough, you know this is actually the ringtone on my phone, Song 2 by Blur. <laughs> So that was a uh, blur. I thought I, I did consider blur for mine a couple of times in song two, such a great song. I did think about that. So those were a few of our listener suggestions. Uh, you guys are always welcome to add to the list. We told you earlier how you can do that, but you can email us at your mixtape podcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram or, uh, you know, Facebook, any of those, and just add to it there. And Matt will create that playlist and put, add your stuff to it. So, Yes, well. There's a link in the link tree that'll get you to all of those playlists, correct, Matt? I was correct. trying to build a thing on the website. I need to keep working on it where it was a little tougher linking them to the Spotify playlist, but it's that's taken some time because there's quite a few playlists. So, But at there some is. point, that will exist as well. Matt takes all the music and artwork, and he puts them together. Uh, each and every episode, well, most, <laughs> when I give him yeah. the music, which that's yeah. bad about. I think he's taken to just jotting the music down during the show, which is probably smart, because 
I have a bet. Okay, so having said that now, Jay, uh, guess what I forgot to do during okay. this episode? It's okay. I still yeah, have I'll these take, notes. I'll take the notes. I, so I can on. send yeah. you the notes. <laughs> I have a bad habit of deleting the notes when we're done. And Matt's like, do you have those? I'm like, um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real bad about it. So so there you go. There's there's our list. What do you guys think of each other's lists? I'm just kind of curious. Where Do you guys like agree where everybody went this week? And Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I have no qualms with stuff. any of our list. No. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, man. I think Jay and I might have one qualm with yours, but we've, we've discussed it. <laughs> no, that. I do have a qualm yeah. with the song. I love the song. <laughs> but that's what I said. Putting together your guys' list this week, I'm like, holy shit, man. This is all so good. Like, I was enjoying it so much. And I mean, that's not me this week. I just want you guys to know. Mm. <laughs> I keep hearing somebody's phone or something making noise. That ain't me this time. Uh, that's not mine. Last week it was me. I kept uh, having yeah. uh, the pop-up on my damn computer. McAfee. Matt helped me fix that this week. I want you to know, Matt, it's it's working because it's come up a couple of times. Yeah. We didn't hear jack shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I had a It really might good, be my work laptop, but when oh, I, go ahead. When I put together, when, when these guys send me their lists, I go pull all the music. So a lot of times there's me either watching the music videos or listening to the song as I'm getting stuff together. And some weeks it's like, eh, you know, whatever, mm. the song's whatever it is and it's fine. And I usually only listen to a portion or whatever, I'm clipping or whatever. I don't do the whole song. But this this particular week, I was listening to the whole songs. I was, like, really getting into it. So uh, thanks, guys, for, for bringing me back down that 90s road. It's that weird nostalgia that makes me happy and sad all at the same time because kind of like Kevin, I'm like, oh, I miss it. You know, so. Yeah, right. Uh, again, though, man, thanks, everybody. We You guys have been great. Uh, watching the numbers climb and everything. I do want to mention that we have two new shirts available besides our our, <laughs> you know, our classic T-shirt, which is just our logo T-shirt. Um, I put links up. I, I, I One of them is a, if you go to the website, you can click right to it. Our Mogwai Must Die T-shirt, you can get – I got to put the other one up on the website. I did release links uh, to it, but you can go to our store through the website. And so one of our Twisted Kids, we talked about Gremlins 2. That audio will be yeah. coming down here soon. Well, we want to make sure that people go see the videos. Just know that when we release the audios here, you're missing out a lot. So, um, yeah. But still, we want for those of you who have a hard time getting around to watching video, we still want you to enjoy it. But we talked about Gremlins 2 and the whole should. By the way, I just want to say that I put that shirt up, like, and there's been comments made on Twitter. Like, there are people that are agreeing, like, yeah, listen, we love Gizmo. He's got to, he's got to die. <laughs> Like, right. So, so we created a shirt. Uh, the Mogwai Must Die t-shirt is available. <laughs> and then one of the greatest moments And then recorded. one of the greatest, yeah, things ever. Uh, that shirt is available now. It's the Richie Steakhouse Hello, Is It Meat You're Looking For t-shirt is available now. Um, I will tell you that I will be buying that shirt myself at some yeah, point. Yeah. It is fantastic. Um that was a comment made by Kev over there. <laughs> the hello. Uh, well, I said, welcome. Hello. Welcome to Richie's Steakhouse. And, and then and Kevin's like, is it meat you're looking for? <laughs> How would that, we, that was it. We were done. It was like, it's never going to get better than that. So <laughs> that shirt is also available to purchase now as well. So it, it will get better. We have more episodes coming out. Come on. Well, yeah, but don't, I mean, don't don't be so down on. Are we our, ever going to beat "Hello"? Is it me? You're looking comments. for at Richie's Steakhouse? I don't know. 
those shirts are available now, as like I said, as well as our classic um, and some other stuff, some car magnets, things like that are also available. So hey, you can go over and check that Twisted out. Twisted Kid shirt coming out sometime soon? Uh, it is, I think, available. Uh, it's, I think you if you go over to the website and you click on swag and you actually select one of the shirts, I think it'll take you to the store directly um, and you can find other stuff there but there is a twisted kid logo t-shirt if it's not up there i need to get that up it's hard guys i'm trying to like remember the website yeah. and i forget all the time i'm no i'm no web guy i do my best i do my best you do be trying <laughs> why y'all hate me uh you don't you love us and we really appreciate it like i said watching the show numbers take a huge uptick is always like it makes it worth it for us yeah. uh, but we would love to hear from you guys We've been talking about, we tried a long time ago putting together a contest um, so somebody could win fabulous prizes worth tens of dollars. Uh, and we may do another one, I think, here really soon, put together a little contest and uh, see if uh, we can give away a prize or two. It might be kind of cool. And we may do some of that stuff over at the YouTube channel uh, moving forward at some time, too. So please go over and check those videos out. Put a lot of work into those, too. This whole show is a lot of work. Uh, the audio portion, you guys got to understand, we it's the three of us that run pretty much everything. Um, all the social media, we do um, all the artwork and stuff. You know, it, If it's not me putting together the artwork for the show, it's Matt putting together artwork for YouTube or Kevin putting together artwork for the T-shirts. You know, We're always all doing something. Yeah. YouTube, editing videos, editing audio. You know, I give Matt this task. I say, hey, man, I really want to do video, but I can't spearhead it. I just don't have the time. And Matt's like, I'll do it. And he does. And he does a great job. And yet every week I'm like, hey, man, I got your video clips. And I did this because I just can't keep out of it because I, I love it. It's so much fun for me that I'm like, yeah. I want to be a part of it. But Matt's been over there tirelessly learning. Here's the thing. I have a degree in audio video, and I love to edit video. Uh, Matt does not, and I barely do. And know he's how been to putting cut things without making it sound terrible. And he's been putting <laughs> forth the time and effort to learn it, so we can give that stuff to you guys. Like this is all, yeah, done for love. Uh, with yeah. that being said, and, yeah, go ahead. And yeah, and by uh, Jay, you know, says that you know it's like the three of us at the helm, but it's been mostly you guys. Uh, you know, you and Matt. It, you know, been doing most of the work. I mean, it's, well, you've been uh, taking slide whistle lessons, and yeah, you know, yeah. You, yeah. You they're not going us. well. Uh, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got kicked out last I'm week not, for yeah. punching a child. I'm not good at it. Uh, no, that's was not, asking for it. Weird. Some little kids started talking shit about listen, my slide whistle skills. We're so I just not going to. We're not going to yeah. pretend like people Talk like shit get hit. Like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. There's no shirt. Talk shit, yeah, get come hit. at me again with that smart podcast. mouth, little man. I'll Listen, come back at you, you know, we've had a lot of things head. people help on this show. Skiz not <laughs> creating the theme music for this and for Twisted Kid. Um, you hear me, Bobby? I ain't messing around. <laughs> I'll be at your house. God, Bobby's probably a real person. Uh, <laughs> In his slide was so Speaking of which, speaking of which, they're doing a new season of King of the Hill. Oh. oh I was like, where are you going with this? But yeah, yeah they're doing Bobby. a new season of King of the Hill. Uh, no, that's not true, though. Skiz not created our music for us, our theme music for this, and for Twisted Kid. Kevin, every one yeah. of our logos are fantastic. I'm just going to say this. Yeah. Our logos are killer, and they were all designed by Kev. So, like, we would give some pointers, like, we're thinking this or that, and then Kevin would go like this, and we're like, yeah, that's it. And he it. just comes back, how's <laughs> this look? And we're like, that's exactly that's what we were you talking know, about. From from Rewind Toys to Twisted Kid to, to Mixtape, yeah. those are all designed by you, man, and you put together 
ideas for our shirts, although I did draw the Mogwai, I will admit that. Oh, I drew that shit myself on the computer. I was very happy with what well, I Well, guys, I mean, AI's been doing a lot of you know, help for me. <laughs> I just type in a few words, and the computer just shoots it out. Like, so. Hey, this is what you were talking uh, about, right? Right. Like, that, yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Let me show the fellows and just <laughs> claim it as my own. So. <laughs> well, please go check out. I genuinely hope that's how you do it. Please, please, so that's hilarious. Please go check out all of our <laughs> AI uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah. And please keep coming back, guys. We, we love having you here. Uh, again, thank all of you guys. Um, and uh, I think that's all we got this week. And we're going to Finish this show off. Like I said, let us know your picks, and we will add them. And please keep listening. Please share the show with a friend and subscribe if you don't mind. Uh, don't know where you're listening, if you're on Pandora or Spotify or iTunes or wherever you might be listening, but we appreciate every one of you. And I think that's it. Or our uh, UK listeners for this specific episode. Yeah. And some of you Irish yeah, let people, us, I guess. I would love yeah. to hear from some of you guys to let us know what you would have added to the list. Yeah. Being and to our Irish listeners, from, please do not try to send Connor McGurker to my apartment to kick my ass for the things that I said. <laughs> so, again, you know, God bless you guys. Are you Kevin Coleman? <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> I'm Devin Molman. You want Kevin Coleman Devin down the Mo- hall. Devin I'm Mo- Devin Molman. Kevin has a new character now. Devin, Devin Molman. Oh, God. It's just him with a mustache. Like a, a thicker one than he already has. Yeah, it's like a mustache on top of my beard. <laughs> yeah. Dyed <You> know? blonde. <laughs> So Kevin's wearing glasses <laughs> with red yes. eyes. It's the same guy. You just didn't know it. It's Kevin. Number I wear two. a top hat now. It's, it's, just, it's all Kevin it's number really, two. It's just one of his alter yeah. egos. Yeah, it's just, Kevin number three from the past. Three. From the 1800s. Half time traveling. Uh, right. handlebar I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to end this show <laughs> before we go too far. Guys, we thank you. Please come back next week. And remember until next, we have the opportunity to speak with you out in podcast land. To always stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. There we go. We got something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what we got, but we got something. <laughs> I think we get progressively worse at the stay awesomes. Every once in yeah, a while, yeah. every once in a while, two of you manage to line it up. <laughs> we never get all three anymore. We we should spend an the hour. That's what happened live. I know. On, uh, behind the funny. We should great. spend an hour one day doing nothing but the three of us saying the words "stay awesome" till we get it perfect awesome. and just clip it in every time. <laughs> it's like how long did that take you guys? More, three and a half hours. Worked with the magic of editing, we just you know, recorded several hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, but then I'm not sure why we haven't. Because then I'd be writing you guys going like your your inflection was off. It's <laughs> like, oh like one person was like, like stay off. Awesome. Yeah. Like, give me fifteen takes of this and just like, stay awesome. <laughs> stay awesome. Stay awesome. Hey guys, stay awesome. Stay awesome. Shit, I got it wrong. Yeah, macho man, Randy Savage. Oh, stay awesome. Your macho man sounds creepy as hell. It's just creepy. Dirty. (laughs) Dirty, dirty macho man. (laughs) Macho man with the low ones. Macho man with the dad driving that white man. My candle. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it.
about the candle, actually. We're all like Stu. Yeah, he always seems to forget about the castle, uh, the candle when you bring it up. Yeah. Like, what, what candle are you talking about? Oh, the, the, the one candle we made for you. Yeah. Go back and listen to our Christmas episode to hear that story. So if Stuart Diamond were to start a uh, also Irish pretentious <laughs> rock band, wouldn't it be called Stu Too? <laughs> <laughs> So fucking hard to do. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Say what? What are the call letters? Cincinnati. (laughs) WMTP. All mixtape podcast. All the time.